It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, sitting in with us. Um, he's been sitting in with us just about every day, and just so you know, um, the new show, when we start doing it once a week, Kirk Elliott will be sitting in with me each and every day on Mondays. And when did we say we were going to start that show, Kirk? The ninth. The ninth. Day one Chili Bowl, right? Isn't that right, Kirk? Day Elliott? one Chili Bowl. That's it. Right. Monday, January 9th. How about that? It wouldn't uh, make a lot of sense to do it the previous two Mondays because they're national holidays. Right. Like they're, you know, we're celebrating Christmas on a Monday. Right. When it's actually on a Sunday, same with New Year's Day. So, right. Uh, why not the first day of the Chili Bowl? Why not? It sounds like a great one. So, uh, January 9th, we will start our once a week show. And just so everybody knows that, uh, We've decided to do that. It, it's such a grind doing a, a show every day, folks. Uh, uh, people really don't realize how hard it is. We've been doing a show six days a week um, since January, haven't we, Kirk? Six days a week. And you haven't had any days off. You didn't take a vacation. I didn't take one vacation. Yeah. yeah. Kirk, uh, big, big news coming down the pipe. Eldora is going to host the richest sprint car race in motorsports history with a $1 million to win race July 13th. And um, this is big when it comes to sprint car racing. Um, Tony Stewart stepping up along with Flow Racing, and they're going to they're gonna pay a million dollars to win this race. Uh, again, it's going to be um, July 13th. And I believe it's the 12th and 13th, right? Right. It's right. Uh, the Wednesday and Thursday of King's Royal Week. Right. And this will be a non-sanctioned event. If you remember last year, the historical big one right. and the King's Royal were both World of Outlaws events, both carried on Dirt Vision. This is a non-sanctioned event that will be carried on Flow Yeah. on Wednesday and Thursday, July 12th and 13th. Mm-hmm. And to be exact, $1,002,023 out of a $1.4 million purse. I'm not sure where they come up with $1,002,023. I don't know where that. They do that with the, the Flow Night in America. They they put that 23 on the end there for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Anybody else have any idea what that 23 is all about? I have no idea. Do you, Kurt? And it's 2023 on top of the $2,023. Yeah. So anyway, that's exciting. You know, we've talked about this, Scott, that with the million dollars to win late model races, they've had two of them now, one in 2001 with Donnie Moran, the winner, and the million dollar to win late model race this past June with Jonathan Davenport, the winner, that it only stands to reason if we're doing this for the late models, you need to Why do it for the, the sprint, sprint cars. cars. So right. we anticipated this might happen, and Tony Stewart made it official yesterday. Yeah, how about that? Um, we have put a request in for Tony Stewart, and hopefully we'll be able to get him on here before too much longer. 
Uh, maybe Tony will join us on the show. Uh, who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. We don't know. Well, we hope so. You've always had a pretty good relationship I've got with a Tony. pretty decent relationship with Tony. Catch yeah. him on that tractor down there, riding around when you're down there at that chili bowl and stick well, that mic in his face. Yeah, I might just do that. I might end up having to do it down there at the chili bowl. So, Kirk, um, so it's going to pay one million two dollars and twenty. Second place is going to pay $100,000. Yeah, and third place, $50,000. Third place, $50,000. Fourth place, $25,000. Fifth place, $15,000. It's going to pay $6,000 to start. That's a pretty heavy-duty amount of change to just start the a main if you can get into the a main right six thousand dollars there's going to be a bad. lot of cars going to yeah. try to make that race no doubt about yeah. it um kirk what's this do for sprint car racing what do you what's your feeling on it i think it's huge yeah and we've already talked about how much bigger 410 racing is getting because of the amount of money that's being thrown the high limit series that we've talked about they've just finished out the uh, complete 2023 schedule and you'll have Darren Bennett on right a little bit later on in the show to talk about that race at Lakeside but all these big money races on top of the crown jewel events that the world of outlaws have always had has drawn more and more people into the 410 ranks which that was a class of sprint car racing that we saw numbers dwindle over the years and we saw 360 racing becoming more popular Uh, but now over the last Three or four years, we're seeing 410 racing making a big comeback comeback because right. of the amount of money and the added high-dollar races that are being scheduled now. Do you think this is going to inspire people that are running 360s to buy 410s? Oh, absolutely. It's already happened. Yeah. We see yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And uh, this is nothing against 360 racing because you and I, we're big 360 fans. Sure. We love the... Lucas Oil ASCS, they put on great shows. Right. And for a long time, it made economic sense to run 360 races. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, with and, and it all has to do with the added purse money that's being put up by these promoters. And it's got to work when the fans show up, and fans are showing up to 410 races. I think we need to go to that race, don't we? Yeah, I think you already put in a call out there to maybe try to get a spot. Well, at Eldor, I haven't, I haven't got an RV spot yet, but we need to get one though. That's a must attend event. I was at the uh, Mopar Million, the million dollar purse for the non wing cars that paid right. two hundred thousand dollars to win when Jack Hodden Shield won in two thousand three. Yeah, I was there at that event. Right. That was that was a big deal. And we were there for the World 100 in 2005, wasn't it? 2007. 7. 7. When Jimmy Owens won a Sunday afternoon race. And they were blowing a lot of dust that day. But it was a great race. It was a great race though. Absolutely. Um so Kirk, what what do you think uh the ramifications from this? Do I just see more people as much as I hate to say this, as much as I'm a, a 360 fan, I just see the trend 
working in the direction of 410 racing. And, and look, all you got to do is look at a guy like Blake Hahn. Blake Hahn is going to be doing a lot of 410 racing this year. He's won two championships back-to-back with the Luxor ASCS National Sprint Car Tour Championship. He's won both of them. And he wants to go run some 410 racing. I'm sure he'll be at this race as well. Wouldn't you think? Uh, I would think so. He raced at the Nationals last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I would expect him to be at that event. But, you know, I still want to see 360 racing succeed because I still think that that form of sprint car racing is an outlet for those that don't want to compete at that particular level and want to have a better chance of winning races and competing. And I still believe that 360 racing does put on great racing. You know, I was watching a uh, a show that David Gravel host last night, and he had Brad Sweet on. And Brad Sweet was kind of talking about how 360 racing needs to be, and I've always said this, haven't I? Uh, that 360 racing is a, a, a platform that you can use to learn how to be a professional and learn how to race and learn how to travel up and down the road. It's it's not the it's not the most feasible, or maybe I'm using the wrong word there. It, it, it's not it's not a a place to where you can go in there and make a lot of money driving a 360 sprint car, right? But it's a it's, it's an opportunity for you to learn how to travel up and down the road, learn how to become a professional race car team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I I love the way Terry Maddox has set up the schedule Mm -hmm. last year and this year to make it possible to draw more guys to want to race that full national circuit. And uh, it's still at enough different places at a wide enough geographic area where these guys can learn how to travel up and down Mm -hmm. the road. But it's not going to break the bank for them to do so. If you got the schedule such that they're not crisscrossing from coast to coast. Right. They're not going up to the Pacific Northwest. Right. They're not going out to PA. They're, they're kind of keeping it kind of, a, dare I say it, more regional in the Midwest. But yet it still feels like a national tour. It, it is a national tour, no doubt about it. Yeah. Because you're going at enough places in enough different states and enough geographic reasons it still allows you to do what they describe, learn how to travel up and down the road and, uh, you know, compete at a different level than the world of outlaws. You know, you got to give these guys, if they're going to compete on a national tour, they have to feel like they got a chance to win. Right. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing with the Lucas Hole ASCS, the way I see it. Right. And, they still put on great races. The Lucas Oil ASCS Series, 360 racing. Right. We've seen it at the 360 Knoxville Nationals. We've seen it at the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan <coughs> Memorial and the Short Track Nationals. Right. That the 360 guys still put on great racing. Well, I mean, they're still traveling all over. I mean, there's, they're going to kick off the season down at Devil's Bowl for the Spring Nationals. They're going to... Uh, Jackson Motorsport or Jackson uh, Motor Speedway. Um, 
They're going they're going all over the place. They're going to Boot Hill Speedway, Moberly, uh, Tri-City Speedway, Lakeside Speedway, Lake Ozark Speedway, Creek County, Joaquini, 81 Speedway, Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, I've never heard of Rocket Raceway Park. Have you ever heard of that That's place? That's out of Texas. That's a relatively new racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going there for the first time. Going back to Dodge City this year, so that's good to been see them back there. Been a while since they've been to Dodge City. Been a long time. I remember the last time we were there. They had a band there. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time when we went there for the the last time we went to uh, Dodge City Raceway Park, and uh, a, a lot of great places. Knoxville, obviously, they're going to be going to. They're going twice to Lakeside Speedway, and the good thing about Lakeside Speedway is is that they're going to be running on Friday nights, Lakeside's Natural Night. It's a Friday night racetrack. So I think those events will do better uh, on Friday nights than they have in the middle of the week. We've seen a couple of shows at Lakeside do well in the middle of the week. Uh, But last year, we could have used a few more people in the stands, but I think it'll work better having those on a Friday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, And they're going to Lucas Oil's. Uh, Speedway for the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial, and they're going to wrap up the season uh, at Devil's Bowl. And I, I don't know what you think about it, but me personally, I've always been so used to wrapping up the season down at Devil's Bowl Speedway. But this year, the Lucas Oil ASCS National Sprint Car Tour is going to wrap up at Lake Ozark Speedway. And that's because uh, the Power I-410 Sprint cars are taking center stage over the Labor Day weekend, which used to be the LOS Nationals Mm -hmm. focusing on uh, 360 cars. Last year, we, I think we had too much at one night. We had too many classes, uh, 410s, 360s. We had midgets. Right. What else did we have down? They had four different classes over the Labor Day weekend. Now it's going to be more 410 centric and the 360. Lucas Hole ASCS guys wanted to be their own marquee event, and now it's going to close out the season right. at Eldon, Missouri. But, uh, you know, they've not always closed it out at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Yeah. We've seen years where, you know, they've closed it out at various different racetracks. This past year mm-hmm. at uh, Creek County Speedway. I think Tommy just said it just uh, just about right, right there. It's a feeder series, the the Lucas Oil ASCS yeah. National Sprint Car Tour. But but you see the success of drivers. All you got to do is look at Aaron Reitzel. He went and ran with the All-Stars. In his rookie year, he wins the championship, rookie of the year, and the championship all at once in, the, in his first year running with the uh, – all-Star Circuit Champions. What do you think about that? Yeah. The, he he has uh, made that transition. But the two most famous examples are Jason Johnson and Shane Stewart, who uh, made a name for themselves in the Lucas Oil ASCS series that jumped up to the next level and were highly successful. Right. Um, so I, I, I'd like to know what people think about this million-dollar-to-win race that they're going to have here at Eldora. We've got a lot of our regular people are on there uh, watching the show right now. Um, I got to feel like this is going to be the most anticipated. Let me ask you this. Will this be more anticipated 
than the late model million, you think? I think so. I I, I believe it will be. Now there were there have been two million dollar to win races for the late models. Mm-hmm. So before Jonathan Davenport won his million this June, twenty one years already seen a million dollar to win race years earlier in two thousand one when Donnie Moran win. Right. This is gonna be the first million dollar to win for sprint cars. Yeah. So that that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. I I, I gotta feel like um this is gonna be the biggest topic in sprint car racing for the year. No question about it. Yeah. I mean the anticipation level is already starting to build and we're still six months away mm-hmm. from this thing happening. And I, it's it's going to be off the charts when that thing stages up in July. Yeah. Man, I'm looking forward to it, Kirk. I think we need to go to that race, don't you? Absolutely. That's what, so, that's what we need to be to. So what we need to do is today when the show is over, we need to try to buy us an RV spot. Yep. You want to do that when the show's over? Try yes. to get us an RV spot? Yes, and we've done this before, haven't we, Scott? You know, Kirk and I, we uh, there was a time when I had a little old bounder. Remember when I bought the bounder? Yep. And Kirk and I took that bounder, and we went to uh, Eldora for the World 100 in 2007. Jimmy Owens won his first World 100 that day. And if my memory serves me correct... We sat there in the rain for two days, didn't we, Kurt? Yeah, including all day and all night Saturday. But we come back Sunday and uh, remember they had, they, they qualified really trip. late that night. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that they it, got the time trials in. I think. They they did the time trials, but they didn't get over till like four in the yeah. morning. Remember that? So they come back on a Sunday and they started off with the heat races, right? And the last chance and B mains, and then they had a hundred lap feature race and. I hate day shows as much as anybody, but that was a pretty good show they had. You know, it was funny, Kirk, because when we saw that show, when when we saw cars get out on the racetrack, it was blowing dirt real bad, and we thought it was going to be a shit show, didn't we? Yeah. But it was one of the better races that we saw, Yeah, wasn't it? It was a good show. It was a really good show. And uh, as I said a few years earlier than that, I was there for the – the Mopar Million, they called it. Yeah. Who won that race? Jack Hoddenshield. Oh, he did. Yeah. You remember I, that we were doing our Saturday morning show even back then. And we got off the show that morning, and I drove straight to the airport and made it to the races that night. You did? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yep. Left the show, drove straight to the airport. Wow. through Dayton. Where did I flip? No, flew through Cincinnati into Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. rented a car, and made it in time for the show. Yeah. You were, you didn't come along that trip. I think you I had did something not. else going on. I think you had another, you were still racing your ARCA car and doing some other Yeah, things. I was still racing at that time. What year was that? 2003. So that was the year that... Uh, I spent all my money on my ARCA car. You were you were heavily involved with the ARCA team. Yeah, yeah. That hey, was... did you see they added the final three events for the High Limit Series? They've completed the schedule for next year. 
Thunder Bowl, Bridgeport, and Lincoln Park. Is that uh, right? Lernerville, Bridgeport, and Lincoln Park. Oh. So uh, Lernerville is on uh, September 26th. Bridgeport, October 3rd, Lincoln Park Speedway in Putnamville, Indiana on October 10th. Uh, Pete just posted up that the final three high limit races, Tuesday, March 28th, Thunder Bowl, California, uh, non-points, 23,000 to win. October 3rd, Tuesday, Bridgeport, New Jersey, and then October 10th at Lincoln Park, Indiana. The 2023, the... He's referring to everything's for the year 2023. So that's, right. So when you were asking what that 23 meant at the end of those numbers, that's, I guess that's what that means, right? That's what the that's yeah. what 2023 means. The year 2000. Oh. That's it. Because next year is 2023. So. Mm. Hey, that Thunderbolt Raceway event is a non-points race on. I see uh, that March 28th. So mm-hmm. Lakeside is still the first points race. Right. Fifty thousand dollar to win on April 11th. Yeah. So the Thunderbolt event will precede Lakeside, but a non-points event. All right. Um, speaking of Lakeside Speedway, uh, Darren Bennett's going to join us here in just a moment. We're going to take a break. Um, you're watching Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. And we will be back with more here in a moment. Darren Bennett, the general manager of Lakeside Speedway, is going to join us. He's going to talk about his high-limit race that he's going to have out there at Lakeside Speedway on April 11th, uh, early in the season. We hope that Mother Nature is going to be good to him out there. And uh, $50,000 to win that race at Lakeside Speedway. We'll talk to Darren Bennett next right here on Mostly Motorsports. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. 
Sure, especially sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Country Store. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Joining us now on the show is the general manager of Lakeside Speedway, Darren Bennett. How you doing, Darren? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing all right, man. Uh, gosh, you got to be excited about your race on April 11th. $50,000 to win, and how did you pull this together? Well, we've been working on it a little while. Um, you know, Shane Stewart and Brad Sweet, and, of course, Kyle was in contact with me wanting to know, you know, if it was a possibility, and, and, of course, I wanted it. I just wanted to make sure, you know, that we were ready for something like that. But to me, it's going to be about the same as World Outlaws, you know, the hype. So I, I just want it to be right, you know. So yeah, um, I, I'm super excited about it. I'm a little nervous about the time of the year it is, you know. But right, right. We, uh, you know, I think I think we'll be all right. We've we've done some stuff in uh, in that time of the year, you know, our practices or our open dates, opening nights, you know, was around there. So I think we'll be okay. Yeah. 
Who, who reached out to who first about uh, the high limit race? Did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? They reached out to me. Um, uh, Shane and Brad kind of both, we did a conference call and, you know, I think, uh, I think it was initially started by Brad, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I just know that they had picked several tracks, you know, um, and we were, we were one of the top tracks that they wanted to come to, and of course that shows by them paying fifty thousand to win. Right, no doubt about it. So, uh, hey, uh, Darren, you got one year under your belt now as the general manager out there. What what did you learn the most after one season of doing this? Well, Kurt, <laughs> I, I will tell you, it's way more than I ever expected. It it uh, you know I had some adjustments to make. I did the best I could do, and of course I put it you know I put all I had in it. Um, wasn't perfect. Had some stumbles. Nothing that I couldn't overcome. You know I just I did learn one thing. You're not going to please everybody, so you know just do the best you can do, and and uh, you know that's all you can do. Darren, it, it is a handful. Darren, if, if people don't realize what it takes to be a general manager of a racetrack in today's world, it, it, it it's more challenging now than maybe than it's ever been. Would you agree with that? Oh, oh, a hundred percent. And I'm one of them that had really no idea what it took. I mean, you know, I've been around it and I had a, a, somewhat of a general idea, but until I stepped in it, you know, all the way, it. Uh, it was, uh, it's a lot of work. It's, you know, there's so many details that you need to know for that Friday night that, that have to be in place to, to make things work. And, and it's overwhelming. It, the biggest thing is, is you've got to have the right people around you. I, I, that is, that is key, you know, cause one, one guy can't do it all. Right. Do you feel like you benefited from being a racer and racing all those years do you feel like that that kind of helped you through the process a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I it it, it gave me gave me a general idea of what needs to happen as far as the races, the program. You know, it, it was just the you know the promoting side of it, and uh, I had to learn some of that. And uh, but you know, racing for twenty three years, I think that that was. Uh, it was something to stand on anyway and, and build from, you know, of course I'm all about my racers, you know, that's number one to me. So right. that helped me. I know what it takes to race and I know what they, they need and what they don't need. So did, I feel that that was something for, good for me. Did you, did you ever have a run in with somebody that you raced with out on the racetrack and they come up and they give you a little crap? about whatever it is, whatever the the topic is. Do you feel like that there were some people that felt like that they wanted to test you a little bit at your new position? Oh, yeah. 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 One in particular, I won't mention any names, but, yes, he uh, he knew I was in a position where I couldn't, you know, I had to be professional about it, and he approached me in, the, in a different manner, and, and you know, I – I had to do what I had to do, and that's uh, be professional. And, and I told him that we would deal with the, the issue that he had later on, you know. But mm-hmm. he kept going and kept going. And, and like I said, maybe it'll go under the table, maybe not. Um, 
his option is to come race under what my rules and what what we do at Lakeside or go somewhere else, you know. And I, I, I don't want to be like that, but you have to. Um, right. I will tell you, I, I went in with a, a lot of friends, and I came out with a lot less. You know? <laughs> that happens, bud. It does, but you learn who your real friends are, you know. Right, right. Um, I, I have a job to do, and I'm going to do it, and, you know, I, I – uh, no favoritism, you know. I can't do that. Right. So. Well, and, and, and you know, I'm sure that there were some of your friends that you raced with that tried to take advantage of your friendship with you a little bit. Was there a time yeah. or two that happened? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, I've learned that there's a lot of people at Lakeside that think Lakeside owes them something. Right. And and I do feel that the ones that have supported that place for a long time, they do have, you know, they have the rights to the place somewhat, but I still have to run a business and I still have to be fair across the board, whether you've raced there 20 years or this is your first year, you know, right. you're going to get treated the same by me. I, I, that's just how I operate. Right. Well, I mean, that's the whole idea of, uh, you know, the position that you're in is giving the competitors that show up at your racetrack to compete a feeling that they have a chance to compete and win and that they're playing on a fair playing field. That's really what it's all about, is it right. not? It is, and that's that's really what I strived on. You know, I, I want to be fair to everybody. I want to be, you know, give to everybody what I, you know, just fairly. I just... uh I, I can't show any favoritism, starting with my son. Right. You know, I, you're, you're racing on your own out here, but I, it's tough for me to drive through the pits and see him over there working on his car by himself and knowing I can't help him. But that was a commitment I took, and I won't do that. And, and that, to me, has made him a better racer and more respectful of what he needs to do on his own for his own program. You know, I still fund it, but right, it, he's on his own. Well, doesn't that also apply when Don is racing, the Don Mars, the owner of the track, when he's racing out there too? He expects the same treatment as well, right? Yeah, uh, you know, and that's, I really, really like that about Don. He, Don Mars owns the racetrack. That's it. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't interfere in it. He's hired somebody to do it, and 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 I, I respect that. He doesn't make any judgment calls. Doesn't, you know, he'll have people call him at home and say, "Hey, can we get?" free tickets to this event or can you help us here? And, and Don will say, you have to call the manager. That's, you know, and I like that about Don. Um, right. Because, because that could, that could be a mess, you know? Yeah. No, so. no, no doubt about it. Uh, it, cause people always try to take advantage of friendships, especially mm-hmm. good friends, people that, uh, that you've been around racing around a long time for those 23 years that you raced. Um, some people just try to take advantage of that friendship a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I ran into that a lot. I really did. You know, I uh, and I just had to broaden my shoulders and just, you know, remember what I was there for, and that's to run that racetrack, you know. And, and for what I was dealt with, some of the stuff that was thrown our way last year with, you know, the uh, the death of Donna and a few other things that just threw a wrench in what, Right. I was doing, uh, I feel that I, you know, I did a pretty good job. I, there's, there's room for improvement for, for sure. But for, you know, for the first year, I, I really felt it went okay. Yep. 
Um, I, we, we noticed that uh, the Lucas Oil ASCS National Sprint Car Tour is going to be running on Friday nights now on your natural night. I think that's going to help them a little bit, don't you? Yeah. You know, they contacted me and, and of course, wanted some other dates that I had already booked, which I have a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday show. Um that is, uh, we're bringing back the Jayhawk Classic. Um, I've teamed up with Todd Staley and uh, Melbourne Bank late models on it. So it's going to be a big show. Uh, they wanted that weekend. Of course, it's a cup weekend, but, I, I, you know, it was just a little late. So um, we got together, and I said, you know, I think your better bet's to run with our regular show. You know, um, them weekday shows are just, they're, they're they're not a good deal anymore. You know, right. I don't know that they have ever been that great, but I, uh, I just, uh, I don't recommend them at all. Right. So. The, mid- the midweek shows are kind of tough to do because they don't fall on your natural night. Kirk and I, uh, we were co-promoters with Emmett Hahn and Terry Maddox and Emmett Hahn mm-hmm. for some of those races out there at Lakeside Speedway. And they're really tough to get the people drawn in on those midweek shows it is it is um you know anytime i list a sprint car show on my schedule i I can always expect a really good crowd but now that i'm doing it on my weekly nights i think i am gonna you know really improve the crowd for that night so um i just don't uh that last ascs show was it was tough you know, we just didn't have the crowd. Yeah. Hey, uh, talk about that. You brought it up uh, May 4th, 5th, and 6th, USMTS, uh, three consecutive nights of racing leading in. That's a cup weekend, as you pointed out. Just uh, uh, USMTS is changing their model a little bit, more three-day shoes all the way around uh, through the schedule for next year, and yours right. is one of them. Yeah, I I talked to Todd. You know, him and I talk a lot. We uh Trying to get, you know, get good car count and stuff, but we wanted to do a big show here at Lakeside, and we decided to, you know, bring the late models with us. So uh, Thursday night will be USMTS cars plus my B-mods and stock cars, and then Friday and Saturday it will be just late models and USMTS modifieds. Uh, I believe we're paying the 3, 5, and 12, I think. Somewhere in there, we it's a pretty good purse for all three nights, and that's for both classes. So, right, are those late um, models sanctioned? Uh, it's the Melbourne Bank late models. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's one show I didn't get this year, and I don't know what is going on there. Uh, was the Lucas Oil late models with with Ernie? I don't know. You know, usually we had the uh, Clyde Ellis Memorial and. I'm not on that schedule, and I, you know, I don't know if Ernie just had some other things going on or what. But uh, as of right now, that's not on my schedule. Yeah, um, uh, so. we're we're speaking with Darren Bennett, the general manager out at Lakeside Speedway. Um, I I, I got to bring it up because the A mods were kind of up and down a little bit last year. Um, car counts mm-hmm. down low a little bit some nights, up uh, some nights. Uh, where are you at on the A mods? Uh, are are you still committed to those guys? I am uh, for next year. I am. Um, there is going to be some adjustments that I haven't announced yet. I just can't, uh, you know, 
if they can't bring me the cars, I can't pay that kind of money. And, and that's not something I've set a number on yet, but, um, we're going to do something different next year. Uh, you know, I, I gave them plenty of opportunity to come and, and it's not my guys that come every week. It's not their fault, you know, and, and I right. feel like I'm punishing them, but I, you know, I just can't, I'm not going to continue to do it. So there's going to be a number, you know, if, if, for an example, 10 cars, it's going to pay a certain amount. If it's 15, it's going to pay a certain amount, but I'm not right. going to have a stuck number on it. Uh, I just can't. It's not It's not even feasible, you know, but I want to give them another year to see what happens, and you and I both know that class is probably, <laughs> it's probably not going to make it much longer. I, I hate that, but, I, you know, there's reasons why it's not making it, and I'm not... Uh, I don't want to comment on that right now. Right, know? right, right. So. Uh, we, we've uh, talked before, and, uh, you know, back in the day when Lakeside Speedway was over there on 99th and Leavenworth Road, Lakeside was mm-hmm. known as a late model track. Do you ever mm-hmm. see that in the future of Lakeside Speedway bringing maybe a, a, a spec late model or maybe a... Uh, a, 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 a brand of a late model to Lakeside Speedway. Do you think that could be in the future of the racetrack? It is in the future. Um, it was real close to happening this year. I just kind of ran out of time. I, uh, you know, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. I, there will be a late model class there next year, whether it's an added or if it replaces something. I don't know that yet, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's another gamble I'm going to take. It's going to take, it's not going to be, successful the first year because i need to get it out that you know that that is a class that'll run weekly at lakeside right. so it'll take them guys some time to get cars together and blah 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 but uh i was in contact with uh you know since i-80s no more uh right i am in i was been in contact with jay with the melbourne bank late model stuff and we were trying to move that to lakeside speedway weekly um, just kind of ran out of time and, and, you know, I didn't get all the way with him that I needed to. So, but I, I am working on that and whether it's the Melbourne bank or if it's a crate late, uh, we will have them next year and we're, I'm going to run them weekly. Oh man, that, I think that is going to be a, a huge benefit because again, Kirk, as you know, when growing up Lakeside Speedway was really known for late models, wasn't it Kirk? Oh, yeah. They had uh, some big-time late-model race at the old Lakeside Speedway. Gene Claxton was uh, one of the fan favorites out there those years. Joe Kosicki raced there. Steve, Ed, they all raced at Lakeside Roger Speedway. Roger Dolan. Roger Dolan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, what, what yeah. what's going on with the Chase or the Grant Young Ann's Memorial? Don't know yet. That, uh, I talked to Greg last week. Uh, we're still working on that. Um you know, it, it, it'll be at Lakeside. We just got to work out some other details, and and, and uh, it's a little premature for that, which is tough for me because I need to get it on my schedule. But, you know, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm in contact with Greg. I talk to Greg quite frequently, and, and we're going to figure something out because that's, that's an important race to them and Lakeside. So mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Uh, don't know, you know, on their side, but we're working on it. Yeah. Hey, and me... I will tell you too, Scott. You, you'll probably laugh at me because I told you several times that you know I'm not. 
I'm not a huge sprint car fan, I, just because I've been in modifieds. But right. I can tell you, next year my track will be really aggressive with sprint car shows. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, just uh, you know, I I learned that they they bring the people, you know. Uh, right. And it it is enjoyable to watch. I just like I said, I you know I've always been in a modified, so that's what I favor. But uh, right, right. I'm going to get real aggressive next year with late models and and sprint cars. I, I I believe that four ten sprint car racing is making a comeback. Would you agree with that? I, I would, especially after talking, you know, with these sprint car guys lately and getting some information from them, and it, it's coming. It is uh, sprint cars. They're getting they're getting really popular, and I mean they always have been, but it, right. it's coming back to your local tracks more. I think so. Yeah, no I've never seen a bigger crowd at Lakeside than that one you had last October for the World of Outlaws. That place was packed. Well, supposedly, and I and I don't know. It's so hard to get numbers. I know what I can see and what I was overflowed in the pits and and overflowed on the hill. Supposedly, the largest crowd in Lakeside history. I believe um, it. Wow. Yeah. So it it was, you know, working with the. World Outlaw Late Model guy Scott. He, everything him and I did that week just flowed. It went together. He said it was the smoothest show he's ever ran. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's that's just everything working together. You know, it, it just all worked out. So yeah, um, I know we we sold a lot of food and a lot of beer. So well, it it was good for us. Yeah, that that's great, man. We're we're so happy for Lakeside Speedway. Um, what do you think about this million-dollar-to-win race that they're going to have at Eldora? What did you think about that when they brought that announcement out yesterday? Well, I, you know, I kind of – it came out right after ours did, so I'm like, oh, boy, you know, is this a competition deal or what? But, right. again, not real connected with the sprint course stuff yet. But, uh, I, you know, I'm sure that was way in the works way before we announced our stuff. But – uh I'd love to see something like that hit Lakeside, but that's probably a little out of our reach, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, so, I wouldn't count on that. That's an Eldora only deal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know that's well deserving for Eldora. It's that's a neat place, and that's on my bucket list. I want to go to Eldora. I've never been, so that would be the week to do it. That'd be the one to go to. Yeah. 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 I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some other big stuff. We're gonna continue to grow this deal and. And, uh, you know, we'll see where we end. Yeah. So when do you come out with your uh, schedule for 2023? Um, I'm hoping to have it out by Monday. I'm still working on it right now. Uh, honestly, I'm waiting on USAC to tell me something because they're not they're not coming with their normal shows no more for whatever reason. I don't know. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to throw them on a weekday with uh, – nothing with him you know so i'm actually waiting on him to call me i was hoping he'd call me today but we'll see what happens there you know Uh, i don't want to drop them but again i need to know what they want to do so right you're gonna hopefully it'll be out monday you're gonna have some mwra races over there right yes yep yep and that's that's another deal we were working on you know we're they're kind of wanting to have we talked about having several at at Lakeside, but um, 
I don't know that that's going to happen this year. We'll probably just stick with what we we got now. But we're working on maybe you know maybe a lot more next year. Yeah. Well, they seem to. So, I've, I've seen a couple of those shows out there. They seem to draw pretty decent crowds they for do. Lakeside Speedway. Yeah. Absolutely. And good car counts. Yes. And you know, I don't know for whatever reason. Probably one of the easiest groups to work with, too. You know, maybe because I'm familiar with some of them, obviously, but it it, it just goes well, you know. So. Yeah. If people want to buy tickets for this fifty thousand dollar to win race, that's going to be with the high limits out there. How would they go about doing that? Can they buy their tickets early? I believe so. Uh, it's going to be all online. Um, I don't think they've got all that set up quite yet, but. Um, I know we're working on that, so that'll probably. In fact, we're our phone at the office yesterday blew up about it. I mean, we're getting so many phone calls over it, and and <laughs> excuse me, people calling. So I, you know, I I think it's going to be a big one. I really do. If if it, you know the weather lets us do what we need to do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. if that's a great night, you're gonna. That's going to be a packed house, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about I, it. I really. And I say this lightly because I, I do uh, I love having the uh, the World Outlaw Sprint Cars, but I think we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing as far as crowds. I really do, especially being first of the year, people are wanting to get out and see some yeah. racing, you know. So I I think it's gonna be a packed house. Well, listen, we would love to be able to continue to have our banner out there. So uh, just let us know what we need to do to get that done. All right. Okay. Probably need to update it, for one. I yeah. think it's getting a little weathered, but that's no problem. Yeah, so. well, well it, it probably needs a little bit of a facelift, for sure. Yeah. Right. It's got a lot of dirt thrown at it over the years. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Darren, man, yeah. uh, you've done a great job out there at Lakeside Speedway, and uh, it's 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 exciting to hear that late models are going to be there in 2024. That's, that's exciting news. I'm sure a lot of people are excited to hear that as well. Um, congratulations on everything that you've done out there, man. You've done a great job and, uh, we're so looking forward to the high limit race. That's going to be out there. $50,000 to win at Lakeside Speedway, April 11th. And, uh, I can't wait to see that race. And just one final question. Have you decided on all of the classes that you're going to run weekly at Lakeside Speedway? For 2023? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's basically the same class as what we had last year. Same. Okay. Uh, minus, minus Grand Nationals. I tried it. No luck. We're done. Uh, you know, oh, uh, oh, so the Grand Nationals are done after last year. Yeah, I, I tried, you know, and, and, and I tried to give them a couple races, you know, just to see, you know, just I kind of felt like I at least owed them that, and I, I'm just done. I can't do that. I can't, I can't have a two car feature, and you know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So. Well, I think that was a good call, and um, really, the 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 death nail has been in that series for several years, and it's good to see that you pulled the plug on that as well all right darren thanks so much for joining us on mostly motorsports man we really appreciate it we'll keep it we'll keep up to date with you and have you on from time to time over the winter okay i appreciate it. you guys have a good holiday all right you too buddy there you have it darren bennett the general manager from lakeside speedway joining us here on mostly motorsports kirk 
I think we just broke a story right here on Mostly Motorsports. Late models are going to return to Lakeside Speedway in 2024. That is big news. But not not on the weekly schedule, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he he said. Weekly. Weekly. He'll have something, no matter what it is, whether it's a a crate late or the Melbourne Bank, he's going to have a weekly series next year. That's coming up. And he didn't know what it was. He didn't say crate late models. He did say that. He said that he didn't want to say what it would replace. But I'll go out and say he also said it's going to replace the modifieds. It's going to replace the A mods because he right. said he's going to give the A mods another year. You know, he he doesn't have to say it, but I can, can you know deduct what was read between the lines. And right, they're gonna it'll take. And like he said, he told him it'll take a couple years before he can get a weekly build up because these guys are going to have to get well, their that's cars Well, that's up. what we meant. Yeah, 2023 right. will be the same as this year. Yeah, yes, most definitely. But next year, late models could return. Yep. Right. Crate, crate late model four. Crate or Melbourne. He said he's still trying to work a deal with them. So yeah, there you go, uh, man. That's that's great news, yep. man. Well, I, can't uh, wait. I just can't wait to see late models return to Lakeside Speedway. Hey, I, I want to remind everybody uh, today and tomorrow are the last two days that you can buy the sprint car raffle tickets for um, the 2022 Triple X chassis with the mole racing engine in it it's a complete 410 race car they're going to give you twenty five thousand dollars on top of it they're going to draw tomorrow kirk right tomorrow that's right a live stream on the national sprint car hall of fame facebook page and we'll share that link tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m we might even tune into the broadcast yeah a absolutely bit. we're right. going to be locked and loaded on this thing tomorrow is a huge day at the national sprint car hall of fame and museum as we mentioned not only will they be drawing for the sprint car but also making the announcements on all of the uh, north american uh pole awards, awards the pole awards mm-hmm. and the inductees to the 2023 national sprint car hall of fame it's going to be a big day and the live stream will be on their facebook page and again we'll share that on our facebook page on uh, at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, you know, and we'll I, talk I, about it on tomorrow's show. I thought we might get nominated for uh, Mostly Motorsports this year. Well, you We uh, only did 312 episodes this year. Well, you, you deserve, not me, you deserve to get nominated. Well, I... It, it, you did get nominated to the Tom Wilson Media Award at the CARB Hall of Fame. But I, I knew I wasn't going to win that one. You didn't win. I knew I wasn't going to win that one. <laughs> Clint didn't win either, so you can't feel bad. You know, I thought Clint, Clint would win. Clint Boyer Lisa Burlington dominated. won, didn't she? Yeah, she yeah. sure did. Yeah. I thought I Clint think that's Boyer her second win that. time winning that uh-huh. award, isn't Number it? Number two. Yeah. At least two. Right. Yeah. I thought Clint Boyer would we won it. Uh, we won it about 15 years ago. That's fine. I, I don't do this to win awards. No, I know. I picked one up in 17. Yeah, you did. Todd got it one year. It's proudly yeah. displayed on my ba- on my. Yeah, mantle at my house. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. Oh, and I want to remind everybody about the uh, 2023 um, uh, Corvette that they're going to be giving away. It's the uh, 70th anniversary of this Z07 performance package that they're going to be giving away. This Corvette, folks, and Todd's got it up there on the screen. This is a real race car. They're going to give you $25,000 in cash to help you pay for the taxes as well. This car is, um, it's got the Z07 performance package on it. It's pearl white, Metallica, tri color. 
It it's makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic. It's got the big brakes, the big tires on it. It is such a great, great Corvette, folks. And they're going to be giving that away on August 19, 2023, the week after the Knoxville Nationals at uh, up at Knoxville. I can't wait to get back up there for the Nationals. Always looking forward to that. So if you'd like to buy a raffle ticket for the Corvette, you can do that at, win at, cor- at winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. Again, this is a $100,000 Corvette, folks. It is a real race car, and they're going to be giving that away again on August 19, 2023. And so. I think for the sprint car, you can uh, enter right up to tomorrow morning, right? Right. For the uh, 410 sprint car that they're going to be drawn tomorrow morning. Uh, that That's going to be exciting to see who gets their hands on that car. Sprint car raffle.com yep. to get entered into that. Yep, no got, doubt about it. you still got time to do that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back with more Mostly Motorsports. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Coffee Store. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. 
a large pool for relaxation and families, the Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill, great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. I want to thank Lucas Oil for being a great sponsor of ours for, gosh, Kirk, how many years have they been sponsored to us? 12, 13 years, right? 2009. 2009. And we had Lucas Oil Speedway as a sponsor before that. Right. So... Yeah, they've been great partners over the years. Yeah, and fortunately, their their business model has changed, and they're yeah. not going to be staying on board with us. Um, we are working on it. Listen, if your company would like to be a part of Mostly Motorsports, we'd love for you to get a hold of us and, and uh, try to be a part of our show because, listen, we're going to continue to do it, right, Kirk? We're going to start our weekly show on the 9th. And it's going to be once a week. It's going to be on Monday. And we're going to do it around noon, right? Is that what we're going to do? I think so. That, that's a good time, is it not? I think so. Don't you think so, Todd? Yeah. For you, a, Todd? A, a midday show it w- would be better than a nighttime show. Yeah, the problem with the night one is we, you're going to miss a lot of people are already going to be getting on the other podcast, and you're a day late. People you're, are used to coming to our show at noon. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of information that breaks over the weekend. We want to get that out, get that podcast up and out, and that way everybody can share it. Right, and that's going to be a big thing on this next year's show too. The subscribers, we need to, we need for you guys to build up the subscriptions, tell all your first friends about this thing, right. and share that because what that'll do is that pushes that thing up. And so next year when we go to a two-hour show, hour and fifty minutes, that that thing will be put into a different category. So like you said, guys, we we appreciate you here, but share, 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 and subscribe, it, subscribe. It, it, it's just so difficult to do a, a daily show every day. Six days a week. Yeah, I, 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 when you said you were going to do it, I was just like, I, I was like, oh my god. I mean, here's what I knew. Whenever Scott says he's going to do something, he'll do it. If, you know, if, right. when he says, hey, we're going to stream live video, well, you know, you know, was like, well, yeah, maybe. And then now we did, and then 
I'm going to do this. So I knew it was going to happen. My biggest concern was, was how is he going to pull this off? And what's it going to be like at the end of the year? I can say I did it one year. (laughs) Well, you did pull it off. I did did pull it off for one year. Uh, And you'll need a vacation now. Yeah, I, I, I need one, to be honest with you. Thor Sport Racing just announced that what Lee Spencer reported about a week ago that they're going to Ford. Uh, back to Ford uh, for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Uh, she broke that story here uh, Kirk, several days ago, but they made Kirk, it official here about an hour ago. Kirk, can you write up a little story about late models coming to Lakeside Speedway in 2024? Yeah. Yeah, call Darren Bennett back and get a little bit of the details. That way you have... He, he gave us the details. He, he gave you know? us the details, but uh, what we don't know is what kind of late model is it going to yeah. be. Is it going to be a crate or is it going to be a super? We do not know that. Because he mentioned But the, the, I think that's the biggest story that maybe we've broke on this show this year yeah. is that Lakeside Speedway is going to have late models in 2024. I, I, I'm thrilled about that. I, I just can't. I'm happy. Like the, well, I'd be thrilled with it if they get a good response off of it and get good car counts. And, and it was that. about time they I dropped the Grand Nationals too, wasn't it, Kurt? Well, I well, yeah, I, I agree right. on that. We all and, and I, they've been they've needed to do that for years. And the only reason we know the reason why the Grand Nationals were kept for so long is Don owned the track, Don ran a Grand National, and right. he liked it. And I and till that car was destroyed or wore out or whatever. I didn't see it ever going away. It was him being the owner, but now right. you really see that Darren Bennett is the general manager of this track, right? Because he said, "I think this, Darren's done a good job." He has, yeah. And, and like he talked about with with uh, Don's wife passing, you know, this year that's tough on. She did a lot of the hands-on work she, that was a Donna did was a kind, lot of work. She was kind of like the the brain behind the scenes and, a little her bit. Her and her right? little group of people did right. a lot of work, you know, and so I'm sure it was stressful out there this year and take on all that and the chance of flooding at any minute. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you know. They got lucky this they, year. They got we got great great year this year and like right. you said, I I can't wait till next year and like you said, Scott, get the interest going now with this. Right. So some people can start thinking about start this and building plan, a car, plan this thing ready. Right. Let's get this bad boy ready. That way, when we do, we know there ain't going to be twenty five cars in twenty twenty four, but twelve wouldn't be a problem. Ten, and let's work our way up from right. there. Let's, you got to give it a couple years. We've always said that, haven't we, Kirk? That you, if if you commit to a series at a racetrack, you got to give it a couple years. Yeah. The only thing that I I'm a little bit hesitant about with crate late models is whenever somebody goes to build a race car, they want to have options. They want to be able to race it at a lot of different places, not just one racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this crate late model class, is that a lakeside-only deal? How much interest are you going to get for that? I if, think the cost of it, if the cost of it is so that it draws people who used to run a mod. modifieds, even yes. B mods, and find that that's a they can take form their motors. Maybe that's what they need to do is make it to where they could take the motors from their modified and put it in a late model and run them with the well, late. Well, they're models. talking about crate 
crate late model. They're yeah. talking about crate engines. And uh, Kirk, he, he didn't commit to no. the crate motor. He said he was in big talks with Melbourne. He just ran out of time this right, year. With right. Maybe bringing that series He in. wanted to bring that series down. And they have a combination of different yes, kind of do. motors that they can run. So, I mean, you know, right. that, that series could work. And like he said, he just ran out of time this year. We're trying to get that maybe right. a, a deal locked in. But he, he said definitely, you go back and listen to it, we're not out of the question of that. And he goes, and then he said, and maybe a crate late. He said that was what he said secondly. So, right. you know, I mean, I don't, I'm with Kirk. I'd like to make sure you were able to run this late model. And then that way, if you do have a couple of guys rolling through town, they could stop in and run that. Well, uh, uh, Lucas Oil Speedway runs them. Yes, sir. I-35 runs them. You know, uh, I, I think there's plenty of cars around here that people would like to race them. I know there's probably a few late models just sitting around as well that maybe somebody will break out and well, try to run out at lakeside well either way the a mod yes. class days are numbered uh with the car counts in that division uh it's it's going to be really tough to sustain a mod racing for the long-term future there so if that mm-hmm. class goes away they're going to have to replace the yeah. old grand national class and that class with something in order to uh make up for what you're going to lose for uh, eight mods. And that's what I think when he talked about bringing in a sprint car series, maybe as well, because uh, what he that said was, was... That was good, too, that he said that he's going to bring in more sprint car races next year. Because he said, and he said he wouldn't be out of the question of maybe replacing another series with a, t- uh, a open-wheel type of car. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, what I see is in the next four years at Lakeside Speedway, you'll lose the A mods. Will probably be gone. The Grand Nationals are gone now, so that's two full classes. So you may add a Grand, you may add the late models and a Sprint type of car, or maybe a non-wing Sprint, a non-wing car. Sprint type of car mm-hmm. as your weekly thing. And therefore, I, I can see that working. I mean, I I could really see that working as a weekly. The heydays series. is when Lakeside had three classes. Give me three classes: a B mod, an A mod. I know that the street stock or you could run stock, four classes. Uh, you run a B mod. Factory stock, because we know that's a big factory or, or stock, the, and um, late model and late your, model and, and your swing non-wing sprint cars. Maybe Boom. some non-wing sprint cars. That would biggest, be great. The biggest drawback to Lakeside Speedway is the size of the racetrack for weekly racing. It is a big racetrack. It is. We know, and that. it costs a lot of money to race. It's not there. as big as what people think it is. It's only four tenths of a mile. What I'm wondering is, can you change the configuration a little bit by moving the tires? I see that if you look at some of those races. Through the year, the tire. I'm not. Place, in, I'm not in favor of changing the size of the race. No, track. I'm not talking about permanently. I'm talking mm-hmm. about temporarily for different racing type. I don't right. think you can do enough to change it all that much. I mean, it, listen, if they made it a quarter mile, it's not going to be a lot smaller than it is right now. To be and, honest, and with I, you. I don't think uh, realistically that you can really change the configuration of that racetrack economically. Or logistically, with the, financially, it would be difficult uh, to do. It, it's yeah, it's almost uh, impossibility. Know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't uh, go there. And the infield is, you know, it's uh, to to cut that track down. The, the infield is still at a low level. Yeah, that, right. It, it's just, uh, I don't think it's feasible to change it. All right. So oh, Pete, he chimed in. He said Dick Van Dyke turned ninety-seven this past yes, Tuesday. Saw him dancing on How his social that? media page. That that old boy can still dance. Man, when I was a kid, Dick Van Dyke was the, was the he, man. He was the shit, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> he was on. He was. He, 
everywhere. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I mean, it was, yeah. he was on, I mean. Mary was, Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. I mean, it was just, so, I mean, you know, I mean, he was part of your our childhood. He was. Right. And, I think that might be the here. first movie I ever saw, Mary Poppins. How about that? Me and Kirk, we were talking know. about that the other day. What, <laughs> Kirk came in and said he thought maybe that was his first movie. I thought my first movie I ever saw was The Apple Dumpling Gang with Don Knotts and Tim Conaway. And you were saying you thought maybe your first movie that you saw as a child was, I can't remember. Uh, um, you know. You told me it was a, actually, it was a pretty heavy movie. You told me you went with. I, I, I went and saw, maybe my first movie that I ever saw was uh, Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. That's probably what, that sounds about right. That's probably yeah. sounds about your childhood yeah. around that age. Or, or Dr. Doolittle, maybe. Might have been Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. It might have been that. My grandma took me my to grandma Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> my grandma took me to mine, too. And that you, old uh, Dick Van Dyke show with Mary Tyler Moore yeah. and yeah. Lori Amsterdam and Oh, great that was a great show. Other, I mean, that was a great show. And if people, it really was. Uh, there's a, if you talk to some comedy writers, they talk about how the, that's a look at how the backstage writing of a comedy show was, because that's what that kind of show was based on. They, yeah. that's what they did. It was right. work. They wrote the comedy for the, right. for the, for that show, and they actually said so that was pretty true to life, like how they worked on sketches, sketches and skits and stuff like right. that. But uh-huh. no, it's amazing to see him still alive out there kicking it and. Uh, and he's and looking good, and too. He, and he posts on it. I don't think there's a couple guys who post their own stuff on social media, but I so much stuff that he posts, it almost looks like he's got him and his person like work on this daily. So it's like it's good to see. Right. Gives you something to strive for, right, Scott? So, So uh, Todd won. You won that media award. What Six, year? 16 or 17. And then Lloyd Collins won it in 06. Yep. And then we won it, I think, 09 or something like that. So it's about every decade. We pick up a... Yeah. You still got the black for it around here. Yeah, it, it's right over there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. All right, but our, our our favorite award is this one right here, the National Sprint Car Pull Award. Yeah. That that is voted on by seventy five members that are from around the country, and that 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 award means more to me than anything. Yeah, I mean it, it's great to be recognized in that way, but uh, I I don't do this stuff to try to win people's. No, well, we? I like to win. Well, that's a racing I, mentality. I, I'm just so. a winner. I just like to win. <laughs> that's a racing mentality. So, I mean, a lot know. of politics involved, too, you know. Yeah, well, well, I know. it, and, and that's why we don't get a lot of awards around here, because we start a lot of shit. Yeah. Right? But that's all right. We've been around the longest. But these awards... Nobody's that, done it longer than, in this right. city than the racing boys no. have, right? But these awards that are going to be handed out, tomorrow at the national sprint car hall of fame like the drivers of the year to me those are well-earned awards very seldom do drivers who earn those awards not deserve them yeah based on the uh, performance that they had that particular and we might play a little bit of that press conference tomorrow yeah Yeah, right absolutely we'll be watching again that's at 10 a.m tomorrow morning on the facebook page on the national sprint car hall of fame facebook page and again we'll uh We'll link that over. We'll share it over on Race right. Boys. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. Um, our last daily show is going to be on the 23rd. We're going to take a couple weeks off, too, aren't we, Kurt? Yes, sir. Vacation. Vacation. Because uh, Saturday, it falls on New Year's Eve, right? Right. Yep. And then the following Saturday is Christmas Eve, right? New Year's Day. Or, or New Year's Day. The 1st and the 24th. 
So New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. So we're we're off. So we don't have a uh, Saturday show on either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Yeah, and that's right. and that's also on WHB too on the ra- on the radio side too. So no show those days. I, I think that I, I'll take a breather those days. Absolutely, we're going to be off. Yeah, Jason boys, sure. I'll probably be out Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Well, we can do things different this year because none of us have any commitments on. Right. Like, there's no media commitments to us. We can kind of go and flow as we please. I think Odeter and I might take a little vacation. Me and there Jennifer just talked about we're going to f- take a small one, and then I may even take a little one for myself just to just decompress. To... Man, I have to decompress sometimes, man. Right. And, and nobody talking in my head sometimes is nice. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a, Sometimes you, me talking in my own head it hurts. Well, you know, Scott, you're on the road a lot, bef- even before when before even Deidre was traveling up and down the road. And you had yeah. Scotty, but there's a lot of times you were in the car and you're driving a lot, you know, and yeah. those are cathartic type of things, man. They can help you get through some things, you know, and, and sometimes you just need to get inside your in and out of your head. Let's just I don't know that. how many days I'm going to spend down at the shootout. Yeah, go down, check it out, and get back up. Both right? of us are going to be down at the Chili Bowl. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, I got a rooms booked. Well, I'm thinking if you go to the shootout, your main goal is to try to swing by and get a hold of Bush, Kyle, while he's right. there, and just do tell him we're doing an interview with his kid first, and that way that's how right. we. And that's how we. <laughs> Has that, Brexton been interviewed? That's how you get into. That's him. how you do it now, right? right? I mean, right. he he's not a dummy. He's going to know, and he'll take the advantage. Have you seen an interview with Brexton? I I haven't. I haven't, other than the one that they do on the Fox NASCAR thing when they right. put Brexton with it was Tony or Kyle Larson, Clint Boyer, and Brexton all talking about racing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I, Brexton's a little – is he younger or older than those other kids? But either way, that was the interview I saw him. I was like, right. hey, we could get that kid for an interview. Um, David just asked what happened to that sprint car kid, Austin. Austin chose to uh, move on. Yeah, he's uh, focused in. He wants to race – he wants to be More a sprint next car year, driver. and so right. he's focusing on his race team. He's got yep. he's busy, busy, busy. If you yep. follow his social media page, he's posting all of his sponsors that he's lining up for the two thousand. He found out real quick how expensive this sprint car world is, and when you lose an engine like he did early, it it really screws you up, man. It, right, it throws well, season ended. When throw, that happened. Throws that whole season and puts you behind the eight ball. If you own a sprint car team, you really need to have two motors. Got to have two. Got to have two. And motors. they can't be just a junk and a good because. Right. So he's out there. He's busting his butt, and uh, we appreciate everything Austin did working with us all year long. But yeah, he's 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 working his butt off because it takes a it's a full time gig to right. to line up sponsors like those. Ask Brian Brown what it takes to maintain sponsors, my friend. Well, and listen, I'm not the easiest guy to work for, just so you know. No kidding. <laughs> Kirk's been with me. You, really? Listen. Kirk's been here a long time. I've, been I've had you two for a long time. <laughs> we're our, you're, you're, you're the two longest running employees you've had. You, you, you've been with us half of our career, and Kirk has been with me for 22 years. You know what I think the secret is? I'm older than you, so it, it just runs off the back of my Kirk, Kirk is it's really like, Kirk is really good at taking shit from me. Well, yeah, I don't take shit from. Him. Well, he just doesn't let it affect him. He That's the, it, it, he doesn't let it. Bother, <laughs> he he does just not, doesn't let it bother him. He's like a duck on that thing, man. That it stuff just rolls, just rolls right off his back. Right off right. his back. Yeah. Right now, I feel that more sorry for Bristol the dog than 
than I do anything you've delivered to me. Well, that bristle of the dog better quit eating my fucking carpet. <laughs> oh, that's the first F on the podcast. Oh, no, because, I've said oh, okay. it before. Yeah, the, yeah, he wasn't happy. The mood in the building. So she chewed up your carpet a little bit this morning. Oh, yeah. The mood wasn't as good when I rolled in this morning. Let's just say that. I was a little tensed up this morning, wasn't I, Todd? I knew something had happened when I got here and there was no dog and there's a toy. (laughs) Well, she wasn't as... uh, she wasn't as feisty this morning and not as uh, not as energetic this morning when I walked in here. She's a little scared of me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Uh, big story. Late models in 2024 Lakeside Speedway. I think that's the biggest story of the day for us here. Um, besides the million-dollar race, at Eldora, we'll talk about that more. That, to me, is the big story. Yeah. To me, Lakeside Speedway getting late models in 2024 was a big story. A big national story. I, I think we broke a story here this we morning. We did. On I that. think we did. Yeah, I think we did, too. All right. Todd, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank for you. my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports at 12 noon Central Time. We'll see you then.